It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. All right, welcome into this brand new edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie once again filling in for our fearless leader, WB, who is continuing to recover from laryngitis. That's right, he's been out of commission here for the last few weeks trying to rest those vocal cords. And uh, hopefully he'll be back on the program here, hopefully next week or the week after that. Not exactly sure. Just continuing to text uh, William, find out what's going on with him. Seems that he's doing well. He is improving, but his doctor is still recommending that he uh, take it easy on the old vocal cords. So once again, he'll be taking the week off. But here I am, Alfie, once again, filling in and delivering to you another brand new edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast and don't forget that the, the podcast for this week's edition of southern race week radio will be available for you on monday that's right every monday the new podcast will be available for you at iHeartRadio, itunes spotify and soundcloud so you can go to one of those respective podcast locations go to the search type in southern race week you will find us there and if you're listening to the podcast we would really appreciate if you become a subscriber and that way, every time the new podcast is up and available, you will get a notification to let you know it's ready to listen to. So you can go back and listen to any of our previous week's episodes of Southern Race Week Radio right there on the podcast. Once again, available for you at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. But hopefully you're having a great week. I know someone who had just a great week was Chase Elliott. Congratulations to a Dawsonville, Georgia's own Chase Elliott ending a little winless streak there and taking home the checkered flag at the Monster Mile last weekend at Dover. So congratulations there to uh, Chase Elliott. He is able now to know that he'll be in the playoffs once again battling it out for a, another championship. And I know he desperately wants to get another championship for himself, Dawsonville, Georgia, as well. So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Chase and everything going on with him and his victory last weekend at Dover here a little bit. Uh, later on, but we do have another uh, jam-packed episode of Southern Race Week Radio coming up for you today. Um, in just a matter of moments, we will be speaking with, from the, the Performance Racing Network, Doug Turnbull, as uh, we'll recap all the action from Dover last weekend and also talk about and get the latest NASCAR news and information from the one and only Doug Turnbull. And then we'll be speaking with Lenny Patiki, the host of PRN at the Track, and he'll bring us up to date on the latest happenings and goings on in the world of short tracks, as you'll have the latest edition of short track news for you. And uh, speaking of Chase Elliott, as I mentioned, he won last weekend at Dover. I went into the old archives and I will be replaying for you an interview we did with Chase Elliott uh, earlier in the year in February. We like to call it our throwback segment. So we'll hear that throwback segment from uh, Chase Elliott uh, a little bit later on in the program to uh, of course, highlight his victory at Dover. So uh, we'll have that throwback interview with Chase Elliott that we conducted back in February coming up here on the program as well. And don't forget about our social media sites as well. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. And you can also follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. You can follow us, our fearless leader at WB Radio Network. And you can follow yours truly at Alfie underscore 19. And don't forget to uh, like and follow Southern Race Week as we will always bring you the latest racing news and information you need 24 hours a day, 
seven days a week right there on our Facebook page as well as our Twitter page as well. So get set to enjoy another great episode of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. This is Kim Kuhn from MRN, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand new week's edition. Of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, as we're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest via the Food Depot hotline. Ladies and gentlemen, you hear him during some of the races with the Performance Racing Network. And here locally in the city of Atlanta, he's covering all the traffic and all the action there for WSB Radio with their triple team traffic. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Doug Turnbull. What's up, man? How you doing today? I can't live up to that intro, man, but it's it's honored to be on with you. How you doing? Oh, Mr. Turnbull, you know that's not true at all, sir. We always appreciate you joining the program and taking the time to uh, join us here on Southern Race Week Radio, a great friend of the show. We always uh, appreciate your time, and I know you've been all over the world traveling. You've been with your lovely wife, Momo, and you've been out of the country for a uh, a week or so, so we're glad to have you back here in the United States of America. Let's get into things right now. The world of NASCAR, so much going on right now. And I wanted to start things off with track house racing. You know, when the new car came out, a lot of people were thinking that hopefully the competition would be a little bit, uh, you know, more you know, more teams having more share of the love of wins. Because usually in the years past, it's always been one race team's dominating, the other race team dominates, and then some of these lower class teams don't, perform very well but that's not the case with Trackhouse Motorsports as Ross Chastain along with William Byron the only drivers with multiple wins on the season Daniel Suarez has been driving real well he's had a couple of accidents and little incidences that have kind of messed things up for him but I gotta tell you man I'm really impressed with Trackhouse Racing and what they've done here this season so far yeah it's hard not to be and I I was kind of on the side of people that sort of didn't I mean you know Trackhouse started out last year with just Suarez being a single car team is as by being okay. Right. And, and, and they had Suarez at one point in the top 20 in points. He came close to winning Atlanta in the March race a year ago. And you're like, all right, you know, they, they might be all right. And, and I feel like they fell off and didn't finish strong and they had trouble finishing races. So when I, you transitioned to 2022 and, you know, Ross Chastain had a mixed bag of Ganassi equipment the year before. And, and then Trackhouse bought Chip Ganassi Racing to make this new organization. But it, in the end, they're going from one, teams to two, one team to two, and they hadn't really mastered the one team thing yet. I just didn't know what to expect. And I didn't really think that they would be up contending for race wins. I, I also was not among the people that really, truly thought that teams like that could go up and win races with this new car platform. I thought the big teams would immediately be the strongest ones. And we've seen with the surprise winners this year and, and with other people like Eric Jones sniffing top tens and Tyler Reddick getting close to winning that, <clears throat> that the, the box is smaller. I won't say the fl- playing field level, but the box is smaller, you know, between the tip top of the mountain and the Valley below. So in that sense, track house racing there, there's something about it that I don't think you can put on paper that engineers can't figure out. And that's that swagger. And I think they Chip Ganassi Racing was a great organization, but there's a, a certain flair that Justin Marks is bringing in and a certain brashness, I think, in a good way, not a bad brashness, but the same kind of feel you get from a colleague racing where they're loose. And I think that looseness has translated to Ross being able to be himself and go out there and, and really wrangle off. And, and, I mean, he has – I was just looking at his stats today. Not only the two wins, which I wasn't predicting to happen this early, but his, he's got seven top tens, but they all are in the top five. So his seven top fives are easily the most 
in the sport in 11 races here. And I'm sorry, man, I'm not looking at him as, oh, man, definitely championship four and all that. I, that to me, that's still ahead of the skis. But seven top fives leading the series in top fives, tying for the lead in wins through 11 races, I did not have that coming. And you've got to think, Alfred, that, that, uh, that uh, Daniel Suarez's first win in the Cup Series is right around the corner, too. And speaking of wins, uh, Georgia's own Chase Elliott came away with a victory at Dover uh, this past weekend, putting all 400 cars into the win column in uh, 2022. Uh, did you feel that Chase had pressure on him since his other teammates were able to get wins? And he's been struggling just a little bit, not much, but still struggling a little bit. Uh, how important was him for uh, to get a win and uh, get a win early in the season as he did at Dover this past weekend? Hey, you know, we talked about this a little bit with uh, Chase's uncle Dan on our Five to Go Racing podcast this week. And I, I feel like there's suddenly this kind of taint or this asterisk or little bit of a gray shadow over Chase Elliott, and not just because the other three teams have won. I mean, you got to think about all four teams winning is the first time that's ever happened in 11 races of Cup Series history. So, you know, you, you figured somebody would have a goose egg or two, even if William Byron's up there winning races or Alex Bowman or, or Kyle Larson. And I, but I think what really – I think that Chase's prolonged – Finishing in the top ten, but being quiet and not going out and leading a ton of laps and not and not winning oval races since the Phoenix Championship was becoming a narrative that was starting to follow him more than I expected it to. And there are some people and people that know a lot about the sport that were speaking out like, "Oh man, you know, I think he's the third driver on the totem pole at Hendrick, or I think he's the second total." I'm like, dude, I I think that's a little presumptuous. When you look at Chase, he's still let's see, 1995. He's still 26 years old. Okay. 26 years old, just scored his 14th cup victory. He has been leading the point standings for seven weeks, and he leads them by a healthy amount, 50 points now over Ryan Blaney. In a year where there's nobody that's really going up and just smothering the field with a pillow like Kyle Larson did last year, Chase Elliott has been awfully consistent, and he is the only driver with an average finish below 10th. So that doesn't translate into a ton of wins yet, but I think this talk about about the the nine team what's wrong with them you know what if i had a race team i would hope that was what's wrong with me too (laughs) (laughs) uh speaking with doug turnbull here the performance racing network on uh, southern race week radio another big story that's been circulating is the future of uh, kyle bush uh his uh, contract runs out with joe gibbs race at the end of the year there's been no negotiation or no progress as far as what his plans will be after this year. And that is a big story And uh, for me personally because he is one, obviously one of the top drivers, uh, championship driver as well. So w- what do you think is the future there for, for Kyle as far as what his plans will be after this season if he does not re-sign with Joe Gibbs Racing? Well, what does this all have to do with? This has to do with Mars Incorporated, M&M's, not, not coming back to NASCAR. They're not a free agent sponsor. They have decided they're not coming back to NASCAR, and they've been in the sport over 20 years. So since the late 90s, well more than 20 years. Kyle Busch is one of the few drivers that can command, I think, uh, an eight-figure salary or close to it. And if he were just the driver by himself, he could probably go out there and fetch whatever he wanted. But there's two things. Number one, teams just can't afford to pay that kind of salary without a guarantee from a sponsor and the sponsors are not are not coming on to sponsor 30 races a year anymore like they used to so it it makes every sponsorship deal more complicated but what makes kyle more complicated as a free agent than his teammate martin truex jr is this and this may seem obvious but you got to think about it kyle bush has a toyota funded 
Truck Series team. The KBM, Kyle Busch Motorsports, is a vital arm of Toyota's racing and development. For him to want, let's say, like the 10 cars open, right? And that's that's really the only frontline kind of ride that is available, you know, unless someone got fired. Kyle Busch to switch to a Ford would also mean he'd either have to shut his truck series team down or that Ford would need to switch him over like they did David Gilliland racing from Toyota a couple of years ago over to Ford. And that's a ton of money. That's probably tens of millions of dollars or close to it. So I think in the end, when Kyle made the comments that, you know, he was asked, he gave these kind of short uh, sort of cheeky answers like he does when he, when he, is in a in a mood, I guess. Uh, well, goodbye. Ask Joe Gibbs. That that's only because they haven't gotten to the finish line with a sponsor yet, and probably haven't gotten to the finish line because Kyle has a number written on a piece of paper that is bigger than than what they may be willing to give. And I, I think it's all about negotiating. In the end, Toyota that is their bell cow. That is their guy. Uh, I know they have a lot of vested in the other drivers and the development drivers and Ty Gibbs is waiting. They, Ty Gibbs ain't going to be a cup next year unless something crazy happens. I don't think so. Just, I think he's going to end up being in the 18 car Kyle Busch, but it is a huge story. He has been with his team now for, this is year number 15, 2008 during 2022 or year 14. Excuse, I can't do that. 15th year. Sorry. Sorry. 15th year. <laughs> And and uh, you know and and he and he was a huge free agent from 2007 to 2008 and got whatever he wanted. We're not in that climate anymore. And Andy has a whole truck series team. Kyle Busch stays in the 18 car. My prediction, but it's a big story that it's even a question. All right. Well, Mr. Turnbull, if our listeners want to keep up with you and follow along what's going on with the world of NASCAR, where can they go to follow you and keep up with you, my friend? And best place is at Doug Turnbull, T-U-R-N-B-U-L-L on Twitter, and we do have our Five to Go Racing podcast there. You can get in the pod places if you will, or WSBRadio.com or GoPRN.com. Hey, this is Brandon Jones, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And we're very honored and privileged to welcome in our next guest here, Via the Food Depot hotline, coming to us from Charlotte, North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of PRN at the track. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Lenny Patiki. Love that, Alfie. Thank you so much. Uh, great to be back on. And, uh, you know, racing is, is hot at it right now. Uh, if fans haven't gotten out to their local track yet, they need to do so. Oh. The stands are rocking with great racing happening right in front of them. No doubt about it, Mr. Patiki. And once again, we are very honored and privileged to welcome you back into the program here. Great friend of the show. Always bringing us the latest in short track news and so much uh, going on right now. Before we talk about uh, what's coming up, results and everything like that, the SRX Series, which is going to be kicking off here shortly at Five Flag Speedway, very happy and proud of Bubba Pollard, who has uh, got his way into the, SX, the XRX Series opener, which will be at Five Flags Speedway, and also right now currently in the uh, voting process to possibly race at Nashville uh, in one of the other SRX Series races as well. So uh, very, very grateful that Bubba Pollard will be able to show off his skills on CBS primetime and hopefully open himself up to another great fan base of uh, people who have never watched him before. And uh, for those of you who've never seen Bubba Pollard out there on the on the track, man, I got to tell you, this cat is something of talent when he's out there on those uh, short tracks, Mr. Batiki. 
He really is. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be around him many times and to watch Bubba Pollard. He is an expert at his craft, and I really like that he uh, also enjoys, you know, working the tractor and being out and being a part of his family's track there at Sonoya. So, uh, you know, whether you're a dirt fan or a pavement fan, uh, you know, tune into that SRX race from Five Flags or go down there and see it. Uh, yeah. I bet he uh, I bet he surprises uh, a lot of uh, folks that don't know him, but to all of us that have seen him before, uh, the rest better watch out because Bubba's coming to uh, Five Flags to get him some SRX trophy. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing uh, Georgia represented there in the SRX series, uh, not only with uh, with Bill Elliott, who's also signed on, but also with uh, uh, Bubba Pollard, a great friend of the show here uh, as well. So, Mr. Patiki, we always uh, invite you on to give us the latest of what's going on in the world of short tracks all around the United States of America. As we know, you host PRN at the track, which is uh, the focus on short track racing, so you can always check that out at goprn.com, catch up with the podcast, or check out your local PRN station in the area to see if they do uh, carry PRN at the track. But, Mr. Patiki, uh, what's been going on in the world of short track, some of the results and, and races that have caught your eye as far as drivers and, and races go? Well, the Pine Tree 100 down at Swainsboro last weekend, a special race. Uh, you know, Swainsboro opens up every two, three weeks, so... Uh, when it when it's open, it's a place to definitely go see. They've got uh, you know a lot of gumbo on their track, like Sonoya does as well. So the racers really have been loving it. John Ruggiero Jr. Uh, getting the victory down there in the Pine Tree. Also like seeing Jensen Jorgensen back in victory lane at uh, the Georgia Legends down there at Atlanta Motor Speedway. You know that kid is uh, something else, and uh, maybe a pro championship uh, this season coming out of that. Livonia, where Kenny Collins got his win, Peyton uh, Stevenson winning at Sonoya, and the Puckett, uh, not only Taylor Puckett, but as they call him, Chadillac Puckett, winning at uh, Tacoa last weekend. So as I had mentioned earlier, a lot of the, uh, the grassroots tracks in Georgia opening up, and um, you know, also Georgia's uh, driver, Jonathan Davenport, taking uh, a lot of money out of uh, Bristol Motor Speedway last weekend in the World of Outlaws race. And uh, Peyton Freeman, who is a guest on PRNs at the track, uh, winning up at Boyd Speedway in the uh, Valvoline Ironman Series. And last, but definitely not least, excited to see another show guest this week in victory lane at Hartwell, Jennifer Everett, leading every lap and dominating in her class at Hartwell. So uh, some pretty cool stuff, Georgia, always uh, at the forefront. And I think this week was a really good one for the Peach Day. Speaking with Lenny Batiki, the host of PRN at the track, bringing us up to date on the latest in uh, short track news and what's going on. And upcoming, uh, Mr. Batiki, what are some of the events that maybe some of our listeners want to pencil in on their schedule to uh, check out here over the next few weeks? Well, uh, this weekend, uh, I like that they're the inaugural Corson uh, Classic at Golden Isles is going to happen. Uh, Daryl was a, uh, a good friend of racing over there along the coast. And uh, it's really neat to see, um, you know, everybody there at Golden Isles uh, honoring him with that. So uh, I, I would say that's the one uh, for this weekend. Definitely watch. And then, uh, you know, throughout the rest of the month, uh, most of the tracks that we mentioned are going to be having events leading up to and on Memorial Day weekend. And uh, certainly uh, we always want to invite folks to come up to our track here at Charlotte Motor Speedway to, uh, you know, honor those who have gave all everywhere to defend our freedoms and constitution at the Coca-Cola 600. We celebrate them with, uh, you know, what we believe is the most patriotic pre-race 
that uh, it, there is in all of motorsports. So uh, the Coke 600 coming up Memorial Day weekend with Leonard Skinner as our pre-race concert. That's going to be awesome. Also saw that Flo Rider and the Steve Miller Band will also be performing there at the uh, track over that race weekend. So that should be very exciting. And one of the great things about Charlotte Motor Speedway, not only do you have the the Speedway there, but also you got the Z-Max track. You just had NHRA racing there uh, a few weekends ago. And then also the, 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 the short track you guys got over there as well. And I know you do a lot of events there at the Charlotte short track as well. Yeah, the, the dirt track will be uh, open between now and Memorial Day weekend with a uh, big dirt late model race. Fans can come up and uh, and see that, and uh, you know I think really for a lot of us, um, you know it's it's very family oriented. The uh, Coke 600 pre-race, uh, most of the folks listening, our families have uh, members that have gone from uh, that that served in the military or are serving, and um, when they they honor the military, the Coke 600, it's not about what's on the track; it's about what's in our heart and the red, the white, and the blue, and those stars and stripes. And um, hopefully fo- fans will come up and share that that time with us. And go to uh, charlottemotorspeedway.com. That is the website. You can go there to purchase your tickets for the Coke 600. They're going to be going fast. I'm sure it will probably be close to a, a sellout race. So make sure you get out there and get those tickets and enjoy Memorial Day weekend at Charlotte Motor Speedway for the running of the Coke 600. Uh, Mr. Batiki, you also host PRN of the track. You've got some new episodes that are up there for people to enjoy. So uh, tell us a bit about some of the guests and who you'll be talking to on uh, the latest episode of PRN at the track, sir. Well, Hartwell winner Jennifer Everett will be on. She's from Winder, Georgia. Peyton Freeman from uh, Up in Commerce. He's a uh, Southern All-Stars champion. He just won it, boys. And if you remember the old Hooters Pro Cup series, one of their stars, Mark Nesbitt, he is back in a race car and won in one of those wild outlaw pro uh, late model cars that uh, used to run at Gresham. Well, uh, Nesbitt. Nesbitt tells us what he's been up to, and uh, we get to hear, you know, a little bit about what it's like uh, to return to the seat uh, years later and uh, get himself another win. So uh, hopefully folks will tune in to GoPRN.com, and of course follow us at PRNs at the Track on Twitter. Great to be here. Uh, and always, Lenny, we always appreciate your time. You're always so generous. You're a great friend of the show, sir. And we always welcome you into the program to deliver to us everything that is going on in the world of the short tracks all along the United States of America. Of course, a PR into the track, as Lenny mentioned, his podcast. You can check out this week's episode along with all of his previous episodes. You can go and check out once again at goprn.com. Uh, Mr. Batiki, as always, we appreciate your time joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. Uh, God bless you, sir. Take care of yourself, and I'm sure we'll talk to you again down the road, my friend. Alfie, always a wonderful time. Honored to chat with you. This is John Roberts from FS1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie continuing on with this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And we are going to go back into our vaults. That's right. We're going to go back in time. A little throwback segment for you this week here on Sunday Race Week Radio as we celebrate Chase Elliott's first victory of the season last week at Dover, his 14th career win of his young NASCAR career. And I thought it would be appropriate if we go back in time, go to the vault, and replay an interview that we conducted with Chase Elliott back in February of this year, just a couple of weeks after the Daytona 500 and uh, a few weeks before the race weekend here in Atlanta for the Folds of Honor QT 500 
race weekend. So I thought we'd go back and uh, celebrate Chase Elliott's victory this past weekend in Dover by replaying for you an interview we did in February with the driver of the number nine Chevrolet for Hendrick Motorsports. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Chase Elliott. Wow. Quite the intro there. Hey, listen, when we have a big deal guest on the program, we want to welcome him in in a big deal fashion, especially from the great state of Georgia, Dawsonville, Georgia. And uh, before we talk about what's coming up this season and everything like that, let's focus on your offseason. Because as we all know, you're NASCAR's most popular driver. Everyone loves Chase Elliott, including my two kids as well. Big Chase Elliott fans. But we fail to recognize that you're also a fan. You're a fan of other sports, other teams. And I know two of the big teams that you follow are the Atlanta Braves. And even though I'm a Georgia Tech Yellow Jacket fan, I know you follow the Georgia Bulldogs as well. Both teams won national championships during your offseason. So how was that for you to have the Atlanta Braves and your Georgia Bulldogs finally winning a national championship? Yeah, no, it was great. Hard to believe they you know, did it and, and uh, both did it. They were within just a few months of one another, but really exciting and, and just hope we don't have to wait as long this go around for, for it to happen again. So it was uh, super fun and, you know, to see your team have a shot, you know, and, and go and run, make a run in the playoffs. It, it makes it exciting. It's more fun to watch and really enjoyed it. So like I said, hopefully it can happen again here soon. And I know you're at uh, the, I think you're at some of the playoff games this year. Were you, did you go to one of the world series games? I wasn't sure. I, I did. Yeah, I sure did. And what was that experience like? Because going to a normal regular season game, you know, it's ho-hum, it's whatever. If the team's losing or winning, we'll leave a little early. But there's something different when you're in the ballpark and the World Series is going on. I mean, yeah, that was your first ever World Series game as a Braves fan. What was it like to be in the ballpark, the intensity of the crowd, and just the feeling that, hey, we're here, we're in the World Series. This, this has got to be crazy for you. Yeah, the, um, you know, the World Series was, was a blast. Playoff baseball, in my opinion, is one of the most exciting sporting events there, there are, whether you're there or watching it on TV. I've always, always uh, admired uh, those events and I've always found a lot of excitement in them so it was uh, it was great to be there the energy level was was massive you can tell Atlanta uh, was was happy to have a World Series in town and it was a great experience so I'd love to be able to to go and be be a part of that and, and see it again and for the Bulldogs win where were you watching that game uh, I was actually racing that night I um I saw some of it I, I got I watched as much of it as I could and I didn't get to watch as much as I would have would have liked, um, but I wasn't there. I certainly wasn't at the game, but uh, I kept up with it. I was, I was following along. <laughs> well, I mean, that must, like I said, it must be exciting for you to both now have a, a championship. And when you see these two teams that you follow win respective championships in the, in their respective sports, does that motivate you and, and fire you up a little bit more? Because wow, look, I saw these two teams that I follow throughout my life become world champions. Does that kind of inspire you a little bit to go? You know what? I, I want to continue that tradition for the state of Georgia and bring a, a second cup championship to yourself in the city of Dawsonville and the state of Georgia. Yeah, I would love to, you know, obviously that's our, that's our goal every year. I, I feel like we're, we're very capable of, of competing at a high level. And um, I, I think we can go and, and, and make a run at it again. I, I was proud of our effort last year, made, made a run at it, came up short, but um, we, we put ourselves in, in that position again, which is, a lot of the battle and and I think we're very capable of of continuing that forward so I'm excited about it our season's long um but you know the Daytona 500 is a big race and 
excited to get going and, and try to check that box too. Speaking with Chase Elliott here on Southern Race Week Radio, and I know that every year it's a championship. Is the goal to get back to the Final Four? I mean, obviously a championship is the goal for you guys this year. It's, is it kind of championship or bust for you guys, or, or do you feel like there's so much great competition out there? It's, it's tough to, to win in the sport. For us, yeah, we want to, we want to win races. We, we, we want to win races, and we definitely want to, want to go and be a part of that Final Four. I mean, those to me are the most, you know, most important things of the whole deal. So um, we'd like to check both boxes. And I know you've been doing a lot of racing outside of the Cup Series, you know, a lot of different, different cars, different races. Um, I know you didn't used to do that a lot in your early career. Now it seems like you're doing that a lot more. Um, is there a reason that you do that? Do you, is this, are you just a guy who needs to race, like, you know, or, or is um, it just, just fun for you to be able to go do these other events? Yeah, you know, I, I actually have run short track races really over the course of my entire career. That's kind of where I came from. Uh, last couple of years, I have, you know, run some more dirt races and done some things along those lines, which I've enjoyed. That's been more of just a attempt to get outside my comfort zone and try something new, which I've, which I've enjoyed as well. So yeah, we'll see, you know, I'd love to do more of it. Obviously this is the most important piece of what we do uh, on the NASCAR side or what I do. Um, and you know, this is, uh, this is the job, right? So I want to make sure this is uh, top priority and it, it certainly is for me. Now, Mr. Elliott, if our listeners want to follow along with you throughout the season, follow along your career and what's been going on and going on with you, where can they go to keep up with you and, and follow along with what you, how your season's going? Um, yeah, just my, you know, my first you can watch. We first half of our season's on Fox and the second half's on NBC. Um, my social channels on, you know, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. So shouldn't be hard to find nowadays. Hey, this is Josh Hart, top fuel driver for RNL Carriers. You are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie once again filling in for our fearless leader, WB, who's continuing to recuperate from laryngitis. So hopefully he'll uh, be back on the program next week. Who knows? I'm not sure. It's a week by week thing, but uh, hopefully he'll be better and back on the program next week to uh, get back in the captain's chair here and deliver to you another brand new episode of Southern Race Week Radio next week. And uh, once again, thanks to our great guests who joined us on the program this week, Doug Turnbull of the Performance Racing Network, Lenny Patiki, the host of PRN of the track with the latest in short track news, and then also Chase Elliott for our throwback segment this week as uh, he was the winner at Dover last weekend. So we replayed his interview that we conducted with him back in February. So uh, once again, uh, great to hear all those great guests joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. Now, next week on the program, as far as I know, this is uh, hopefully going to happen. Rob Ramage, the president of Texas Motor Speedway, will join us on the program next week to preview and let us know how you can get your tickets to come out to All-Star Race Weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. And I'm going to be going to the race weekend. That's right. I will be at Texas Motor Speedway for the All-Star Race April 20th, 21st, and 22nd. So, of course, I'll be delivering to you some FaceTime live videos from my uh, my uh, trip to a Texas Motor Speedway for All-Star Race Weekend. So that should be very, very cool. So Rob Ramage, the president of Texas Motor Speedway, will join us on the program 
next week. Uh, don't forget about our social media platforms. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio or check out the Southern Race Week Radio podcast this week's episode or you can check out any of our previous episodes of Southern Race Week Radio at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch back with you again next week here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. Mm-hmm.